On February 4, 2021, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene was removed from her Congressional Committee assignments. Did you know that such a Congressional disciplinary action has not happened in our history before? Hey there, news peelers. Today is Friday, February 12, 2021, and this is Adele with the Peel.News. I hope you will enjoy this podcast, and if you do, please consider sponsoring the show for a small monthly amount, which can be canceled anytime. Start your sponsorship by clicking the support link right here in the description for this episode, or Click the support link in our podcast profile. Once a week, we select a news item and peel the history behind it. And oh boy, sometimes history gives us a good laugh. Sometimes it offends. And sometimes it just, it just shocks. Like, did that really happen? I'm telling you, you can't make up some of these stuff that happened in our past. So grab a cup of coffee or your favorite drink, or both, and let's get into it. On February 4, 2021, 230 U.S. representatives, which was a democratically dominated coalition, that included 11 Republicans, voted to oust Marjorie Taylor Greene, a Georgia Republican, from the House Budget and Education Committees. Congresswoman Greene received this harsh rebuke because of spreading hateful and violent conspiracy theories before her election to the U.S. Congress. On the day after her ouster, She stated that her removal from congressional committees would suppress the voice of her constituents. Most people are likely to gloss over her statement, which which I paraphrased in slow motion here for you. Admittedly, with everything that is swirling around in the crucible of Congress these days, not the least the second impeachment trial of a U.S. president, her statement seems, well, it sort of seems small to most of us Americans who are not, not from her district. But here's the thing. What about the Americans who are from her district? After all, she received more than 74% of their votes in the general election. And this is really important because in the history of congressional disciplinary actions and standards, the will of the voters is paramount. Stay with me as I peel the history behind this news. At the Peel.News, we sometimes find ourselves giddy 
Get it with excitement for our little discoveries of episodes or events in history that somehow inform, contradict, or supplement news, and that also, hopefully, entertain and educate. For us history nerds, they're like little gems from the treasure troves of the past. In this peel, in this episode, however, we are a little bashful because because we didn't find any little gems for you from history. Basically, we could not find anything in history that resembles the removal of Congresswoman Green from her committee assignments. Now, if you know of a similar case, please do share it with us. We'd love to learn from you. And it only takes one case to prove that a precedent exists. The very one case we did not find. But before before you wrinkle your forehead in doubtful protest or raise your hand to share your wonderful find, let's have a listen to our research into the past in which we discovered a standard from congressional history for disciplining congressional members for their behaviors at issue that occurred prior, prior to their election into Congress. Several news articles from last week identify congressional members who were removed from their committee assignments. So we thought this is great, this is promising. The news media has done our research for us. That is, they have found that one case that we could not find. For example, the Wall Street Journal identifies a recent case in which Steve King, a Republican U.S. representative from Iowa, was ousted from his committee assignments in 2019. This is a notorious case in which Mr. King consistently made outrageous white nationalist and white supremacist comments, which we won't repeat here. But the King case is not similar to Ms. Green's case because King's offensive conduct and comments that resulted in him getting the boot from the House committees occurred while he was a member of the U.S. Congress. In the case of Ms. Green, as far as we can tell, her controversial comments and conduct occurred before she was elected into Congress. So this Wall Street Journal article did not give us the president the precedent that we were searching for. Another example is a recent article by the Washington Post, which did a more thorough job of identifying other members of Congress who, similar to Ms. King, were removed from their committee assignments. In addition to Mr. King, 10 other representatives from both parties are listed in that article. But here's the thing. None of these cases seem similar to Ms. Green's case. To the best of our knowledge and research, none of these cases involved conduct and or comments prior, prior to the Congress member's election into office. Ms. Green's allegedly offensive conduct and comments, in fact, did occur prior to her election into Congress. What's more is that most of these disciplinary actions identified in the Washington Post seem to have been carried out by the member's own party. In the case of Ms. Green, she was disciplined 
not by her own party, but predominantly by the Democratic Party. And it's noteworthy that some of the ousters that were identified in the Washington Post article were predicated on outright criminal activities that resulted in convictions. However offensive, Miss Green's conduct and comments were not criminal. She certainly was not indicted for them. So this Washington Post article did not find the precedent that we were searching for either. By the way, the links for these two articles and others are provided in the descriptive text of this podcast. And of course, there were many more informative news and history articles on this point. But to cut to the chase, we decided to review reports from the U.S. Congress itself. January 29, 2021, legal sidebar report by the Congressional Research Service explores the disqualification clause of the 14th Amendment, which it suggests is the basis for expelling and excluding congressional members for their involvement in insurrection or rebellion. To date, it's been the basis for expelling 20 members of Congress, five in the House and 15 in the Senate. Most are Civil War related, others include members involved in criminal activity. The details, the causal connections and conclusions of that report are beyond the scope of this podcast. What, what got us excited about the report, however, is its narrative of the case in which a member of the House of Representatives was denied his congressional seat for conduct prior, prior to his election. Ah, <laughs> at last we find a case that may bear some resemblance to the timing of Ms. Green's case. Controversial conduct and comments committed prior to the member's election. Of course, we're not in any way suggesting that Section 3 of the 14th Amendment pertains to Ms. Green or that she should be expelled from Congress. Nope. Not even close. We're just talking about the timing of conduct here. The timing of alleged misconduct. The January 2021 report details the case of Victor Berger, a member of the Socialist Party from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. He was elected to the House of representatives in 1918 and then again in 1920, so a century ago. On both occasions, the House denied him a seat and declared the seat vacant, so he was excluded from the Congress. The Congress acted as such because of Mr. Berger's conduct prior to his re-election for which he, and wait for it, <laughs> for which he was convicted and sentenced to prison. You see, Mr. Berger was an Austrian-born American who had immigrated to the U.S. in his adulthood. His elections to the House took place during World War I, in which America was at war with his former homeland, his former country, the Austro-Hungarian Empire. At that time, of America's feverish patriotism. Mr. Berger had been indicted. Of all crimes, he had been invited of espionage. 
and was convicted and sentenced to 20 years in prison. So why do we care about this case? Because it serves as an example of how egregious a congressional member's conduct prior, prior to his or her election should be for receiving harsh disciplinary action. I mean, this case was pretty bad. Berger was convicted of espionage in the middle of a war, World War I. Clearly, Ms. Green's conduct and comments prior to her election to Congress are nowhere similar to that. Interestingly, Berger was finally admitted to the House after the U.S. Supreme Court reversed the charges against him. We found another report by the Congressional Research Service that seemed to be helpful. Although this report from 2018 is about expulsion of members, and of course Ms. Green was not expelled, we were intrigued by how the report made a big deal about the timing of the Congressional members' conduct, the very same point that we've been hammering at, the timing of Congresswoman Green's comments and conduct at issue. First, the report states something really intriguing, that the authority of the House and Senate to expel a member for conduct solely prior, I repeat, solely prior to the member's election to the Congress is unresolved. And the report goes further. Both houses of Congress have shown hesitance in expelling a member from Congress for misconduct prior to his or her election because of, and I quote, reluctance to supplant the judgment of the duly elected member's constituency with that of a supermajority of the body. That justification is strongest when the member's constituency is fully aware of the prior misconduct, but nevertheless chooses to elect the member to represent them." End quote. In other words, the Congress is saying, who are we to change the people's choice when the people knew who they were electing into the Congress? Stay with me as we get into the perspective. The removal of Congresswoman Green from her congressional committee assignments is a departure from the history of congressional disciplinary actions, standards, and ethos that we discovered. We looked at the history of members of Congress that were expelled, those that were excluded, and also those who were stripped of their committee assignments. And we could not find a case in which Congress took substantial disciplinary action against one of its members for inappropriate conduct committed prior, prior to the member's election or re-election to Congress in which the inappropriate conduct was less than criminal. In Ms. Green's case, her inappropriate conduct were not criminal. She certainly was not indicted for them. They were also publicly, publicly available for her constituents to see, so they could vet her character for representing them in the People's House. 
As we said before, nearly 75% of the voters from her district cast their ballots for her in the general election. So why is this important? Why peel the history behind this news? Because it sets a new precedent, a new standard. Ask yourself this. With this new standard, this new precedent, what will happen when Republicans win the majority, at least in the House? What if they begin removing Democratic members of Congress from their committee assignments for conduct Republicans perceive as inappropriate, including behaviors before, before the Democrats were elected to office? This includes all their tweets, Instagram and Facebook posts, and every other conceivable statement. And how far back, how many years back into a Democrat's personal history will Republicans go to fetch and fish out these statements? If you think that Republicans won't do this, think again. According to Forbes, this past month, some House Republicans proposed a resolution to remove Congresswoman Ilhan Omar, a Democrat from Minnesota, from her committee assignment. Obviously, that resolution won't go anywhere because Republicans lack a majority in the House. But interestingly, Ms. Omar's case fits with an historical precedent much better than Ms. Green's case. Because unlike Ms. Green, Ms. Omar's offensive remarks, her comments regarding pro-Israel groups, occurred while she was, in fact, a member of Congress and not prior to her election, as in Ms. Green's case. Finally, to imprint in your mind the impact on the Republican Party of Congresswoman's, Congresswoman Green's removal from her committee assignments, I'll leave you with this. On the day that the democratically-led majority voted to oust Congresswoman Green from her committees, Liz Cheney, one of the top Republicans in the U.S. House, the very same courageous woman who has stood up to all the other Republicans and voted to impeach former President Donald Trump, made the following statement. The Democrats, quote, have no business determining which Republicans sit on committees. This vote today sets a dangerous precedent for this institution that Democrats may regret when Republicans regain the majority, end quote. If you know of any history that could provide more perspective from the past, please share it with us and tell us what's your perspective. The beat and rhythm you've been hearing throughout this podcast and are hearing now is called The Success. It's by Keys of Moon Music. And the link and license for this music is provided in the descriptive text of this episode. By the way, the books that were consulted and researched for this episode are also listed there. Of course, uh, for citations to specific pages in those books, you're welcome to visit the post for this episode on our website, thepeel.news. Finally, as a reminder, we don't do news here at thepeel.news. 
repealed in use for the history behind it. And our mission is not to provide a complete account and analysis of the past, rather is to highlight some issues and incidents in our history that may poke and prod your discerning minds into seeking some perspective for our current events. And if you disagree with our take on history, well then, share your thoughts with me by leaving voice messages on this podcast or direct message me on Instagram at thepeel.news. I love to hear from you. I love to learn from you. Until next time, this is Adele with Appeal.News.